I'm over identified with that, but yeah. general answer because each case is very individual and how one is living going through each situation is very different but there are some common points there so yeah this idea of temple president of course this the concept of temple president at least I think came from Prabhupada not for his time maybe there was that was not the word but someone had to be in charge it's not just like anarchy no, like <laughs> Let's do whatever everyone wants. So that's a very beginning there. That's a very delicate position, no? Because in one point you seem you, you are in charge, if you will, of the temple, temple president. <laughs> of course, president it doesn't mean like a type of of hierarchy to fit your pratista, but actually a situation where you have the the chance of serving everyone, hopefully, ideally, in the in the most comprehensive way. No? So, as as higher the the commitment, if you will, the biggest or the bigger the opportunity for seva. No? One should feel like that, no? Because if not, we are just we we will just be running behind a mirage of no? of what we are projecting into those. Roles, oh, temple president, oh, sannyasi, oh, what comes after, guru. <laughs> and hopefully, in my own mission, no, and all these type of things that one can really, I've, be, I've seen, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, I've seen that and tried to learn from that, but unfortunate cases where eventually the motivation for remaining in, in the fold of Krishna consciousness <laughs> is mainly because of something regarding this idea, no? Pratishta. So Pratishta, it's good to say Pratishta Sukharavishta. No? Pratishta Sukharavishta. Which means the desire for position smells worse than the pig stool. No? So, very romantic example. No? Because 
the pig itself himself is eating a stool. So you can imagine what must be his stool. But worse than that, Pratisya. <laughs> Maybe for us, Pratisya is very like sophisticated, delicate. For us, it smells like lotus. But for the rest, it's like... Mm. So this is what the sages have told us. No? We may be seeing ourselves in a very special way and this and that, but on the other side of the picture, it seems so unbecoming. No? It smells so bad. That's the idea. No? It's so, even though it may seem something else, for the one who has real eyes, that's totally unpalatable, basically. <laughs> So that's one main point first, because of course as temple president or whatever charge, because as we spoke the other day, you don't need to be a temple president to become proud or to have protest. I mean, you can be the whatever. I'm in charge of cleaning the toilet. I'm in charge. I'm the toilet president here in the temple. So you, you can just like create in your mind whatever, no, whatever idea. But of course. That's something that's never satisfied. It's a form of of of, of lust, no? evolved in, the, in in its worst and more most subtle form. And you you will never be satisfied. You will never want more and more and more till well. The only thing that is there to attain is to be Krishna, <laughs> basically, in in our own imagination, of course. So uh, so on one side. Being a temple president <coughs> is a very strong experience to teach oneself humility, because that's the only way you can you can survive that uh, role or whatever role for that matter that implies certain level of commitment or certain level of people being under your charge. That's delicate. No, you can be at all father and mother and your children are under your care and they are depending on you in many space and you have to understand actually they are depending on me but we, I feel I am serving them so okay they depend on me but I am serving them so it's not that the one depending on me have to serve me because they depend on me no? that's not Christian psychology as we say yesterday he extracts the highest pleasure from serving the ones who are depending on him. <laughs> but he himself feels, I depend on them. So that should be the ideal. No? If you are temple president, you feel, I depend on As Guru say, all of, of all of you to be a temple president. Guru depends on the student to be guru, vice versa. So there should be some healthy sense of mutual uh, dependence. Healthy dependence. So, one allows the other service, the other allows the other service, and in this way we try to exchange. So, so first, that no, it, 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 temple president doesn't like like. I mean, you are better than others because again, I, as part of my experience, because you are asking about my experience or testimonial talks by Swami. <laughs> so part of that is one has seen a lot and I, I'm not saying I'm bereft of that I'm totally free of any glimpse of that but one has witnessed it so many times this idea of thinking even even with good intention sometimes but this idea of as higher the responsibility I, 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 I accept the, the most advanced I am or the most I'm pleasing my guru and yes 
but what what does imply to accept the biggest responsibility I can accept now? Which form will take that? Not necessarily being a temple president, sannyasi, acharya. In your particular specific individual situation, you are trying to be as responsible as you can. But again, that responsibility starts with ourselves, with our own practice, with our own ideas. I think I shared this, but once I asked Guru Maharaj, the idea came, I don't know why, but I wanted to ask him, what's that thing that I can do that will please you the most? I mean, he's speaking every, every day about things that if you're hearing, you will say that, that. But I want to just to go straight with the question and see you. Some, those things that may be aligned, but that will resonate with you, hopefully, for your whole life. And it's still resonating, so it, the strategy worked. <laughs> so I asked him, what can I do that will please you the most? And I really don't, didn't have any idea of his answer. No? But I, I somehow expected the necessary answer that I needed to hear. I asked some other sadhus as well, close to me, fiction gurus like this. And he particularly, he said me, try to increase your commitment with, the, with your ideal. That was his answer. <laughs> and you may say, no. It's my, it reminded me like Sri said, Try to change your angle of vision. It seems it sounds simple, and you may take that instruction cheaply. But if you really start to unpack, unfold the layers of implication in that four or five words, we have bhajana sadhana to do for eternity. So that's my point of taking responsibility to please the sadhu. And maybe the sadhu is asking, externally you are cooking, you are cleaning bathrooms, you are taking care of the cows, you are preaching, you are opening temple for temple presidents, you are whatever, married and having a family. That's secondary on one point. No? But how much you are trying to imbibe with commitment the ideal that is being, has been thrown to you by mercy, costless mercy, that's what will please the most, no? the sadhu. I'm saying this because, again, some people may take the idea of temple presence as some uh, necessary attainment at some point of their lives. And if they do not get there, oh, I fail. I must be fallen. Huh? I'm sure some of you have heard or have saw, saw this type of like psychological uh, makeups. So that's not the idea. No? Of course, someone has to be there doing that. Maybe... There is not some official, you are the temple president. But someone with that type of nature, some nature is required for that. No, it's not that just whoever comes, let's speak, one, two, three, four. Oh, you came, you are temple president. It requires certain nature. And personally, I do not feel that I myself have such nature so much. But uh, force of circumstance <laughs> make me a little bit is there. So, uh, and again, it's nice also to be willing for the necessity of the moment, if that's... Well, in, the, in my case, the moment lasted for 15 years. <laughs> but somehow or other, I managed to make it sustainable. You know, because also you have to really be honest with your capacities, necessities, taste, whatever. So, yeah, in the context of, of being 
of, of trying to render the service of being temple president because again it's a service you know? as being guru as being whatever it's a form of service it's a function as the guru might say that diksha guru is a function siksha guru is a complementary function temple president is some sort of also function and in between all we complement so yes I I mean if I start to recall all the different like chapters of the not Lila because Lila is interaction between Bhagavan and his devotee in the embrace of Sarup Shakti so I w- some Sarup Shakti was there but <laughs> part of the Shristi Lila let's say you know, I'm trying to enter into Sadaka Lila and so on but yeah I have witnesses many, witnessed many different situations and unexpected situations and beautiful situation, of course. I don't want like to frighten you, you know, like Ashram Life, Temple President, welcome to the Odyssey or apocalyptic you know, a scenario of, of, of living in an ashram. But the proper balance, you know, I mean, to be realistic as well. You go to the temple and you start to realize many things. You know? Starting that we are humans and we are sadhakas and what's the implication of being a sadhaka? most probably that all of us are struggling with some things here and there and that uh, even you know, higher devotees we have that's a very important point to realize no the scriptures speak that even higher devotees may retain some certain aspect in their personality that is not the most like how do you say appealing but still you, you have to separate that's the type of his nature relative nature but in his real nature and inner world that person is fully of, almost fully surrendered so all this exercise you have to do when, because when being temple present you, you, are, you have a panoramic situation of many people all of them most of them may come in even from different countries different you have to consider relative issues also no? psychology culture background past <laughs> of each one and of course this takes time it's not that the first day you really know the person as we spoke the other day you, know? I mean, you really start to know someone when you're living with that person in one sense so and they start to know you <laughs> so it's not that the temple person is the knower it's also the known no? it's being known by others and, and one should allow that to happen no? and, and the ideal Link should be some of affection. No? I mean, the, the rest of the group should love the temple person because he is loving them. No? It's not just like the selected authority that, in a like whatever autocratic way, he's selected. He he can do whatever he wants. You can say nothing, but it's a okay, a family issue, if you will. No? So yeah. Like unexpected situations came, dif- difficulties came, uh, and uh, again, it's, it's it's delicate because you can very easily remain stuck in in, in others' defects because most of us, often all of us have defects, if you will. Uh, at least till we are we arrive at the goal of life, maybe so-called defects may still be there, so-called defects to the one. As well as what as I was speaking, I remember one very special sadhu in India that already passed. 
he was really, he had a very particular like nature. He was a sadhu, all, everyone in Vrindavan recognizing he's a sadhu. I mean, nobody argued about that, but his personality was a little bit like, like harsh for moments. No? And you can really become, if you want, you can just become absorbed in that. Oh, he has such harshness. Sometimes he said this, he like pinching. But if you really put everything in the scale, you realize that's only some remaining from his previous birth, if you will, before initiation, (laughs) before the purification process. And that remained that, but now in the context of the bhakti he's having, that's just an ornament. If you like look in the proper context, and when he starts to be like pushing, that was just like a charming moment. <laughs> of course, this is not an excuse to over justify something that shouldn't be justified. But there are some cases like this also. But my point is, when you are temple president, and many people is like there, and you are supposed to guide the community, guide the group. Maybe sometimes also point some things to change because that's life no I mean it's not that I want to avoid problems so I want to I won't say anything to anyone okay but that's not the full solution that's not harmony no? sometimes people understand harmony and as like, yeah like behind the this the scene we know that he and he and she and, but well, when the moment comes it's like Mm-hmm. Let's sing, let's sing one <laughs> And you really feel something should be spoken, no? So it's not easy, no? Because one has to do that, and one has to do that, as we said the other day, in the proper way. No? And in the proper way means, if I see, there's one point I think I'm, I forgot to mention the other day when we were speaking about some like conditions for presenting a constructive criticism, and one of them is. I see in some of you some, let's say, defect, if you want to call that, something to improve, basically. I may first of all see all the list of nice qualities you have. Because if I, I only go to you looking that, most probably I will make you feel you are only that. <laughs> you have this and there is nothing else I'm seeing. So that doesn't feel so nice. Because of that when some... You know the famous story with some devotees in the Godiamat were having some difference and, and were really absorbing in the others' mistakes and vice versa. What did Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta do? He called the two of them, he said, you sit here, you sit there, you sit to each other and now you start to speak about the nice qualities he, she has, you start to glorify the attributes of your culture. So the point is, at that moment, they were not able to see anything good. They were just seeing, he's that, he has this, he's like that. But Guru was there giving the instruction. So by the force, if you will, by the power of the Guru's instruction, eventually, oh yeah, he's also... Yeah, sometimes he's nice. <laughs> no? And gradually when they started to just make that crack no, into the darkness of criticism some ray of light enter and gradually more light, more light, oh, and he has this and he has, and eventually they realize, oh, he has so many qualities and I was just absorbing this stupid so-called effect that it's work on progress to be transcended. So, 
But sometimes we need help from outside of ourselves to realize that because we can really become clouded and just you know, be part of the Ramachandra Puri Sampradaya who, who was seeing all defects where they were not. You know, you remember this story. Some aunt was walking outside Mahaprabhu's room and Ramachandra Puri say, he's not bona fide sannyasi. Basically that was his conclusion. One aunt equal not bona fide as a sannyasi. Why? Because there is an aunt. So, if there are ants, most probably sweets must be inside the room. So, a sannyasi cannot eat sweets. So, he's eating sweets, he's no bona fide sannyasi. And there were no sweets, you know, the standard of Mahaprabhu's Bhairagi was like, but he saw one ant and that, like, <laughs> triggered a whole world of prejudice. So it's interesting because when you are temple president, you really realize your own uh, level of prejudice. Prejudice? Prejudice. Prejudice. Uh, because you are dealing constantly with other people and very easily, it's very easy <laughs> to just really see what they are doing wrong and, and getting stuck there and not being able to go through that and really go to the heart of the person and his struggle and his attempt to grow and to be really compatible, that's a very big struggle for the one who has to do that job. So I'm not victimizing myself or trying to present myself as a hero because one has failed so many times. But <clears throat> but also that's a big lesson. One, will, one has failed so many times but one has received another chance to wake up from this. If you fall to the floor, the same goes. The same floor is the one who helps you to go up. No. <laughs> you need the floor to go up. <laughs> so use use your fall your, use your fall to falling for something. Okay, I will go up. Yeah. So in the same way, you are you have one should be thinking. No, they are giving me another opportunity. Even if they are seeing you ex- externally, oh, you are my temple presence, so nice. Maybe internally, you know, no, I'm not so nice. <laughs> I have such prejudice, I'm failing, but you are giving me your affection, your love, so that that's the second chance you are giving me daily. So I should be willing to do that the same, of course. No, it's, I mean, reciprocal. It's not that just Krishna give me a second chance, but when someone else comes and makes mistake, no second chance there. Of course, how to apply mercy is also relative to the, each case, because it's not so... There's no one magical formula that you do this, 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 and you will be a perfect temple president and the community will be ecstatic. And Sometimes you have to kick out someone from the temple. <laughs> of course, that's the last thing you desire and, 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 and because you open a temple not to kick out people from the temple. But sometimes there are circumstances where not, unfortunately that, that has to be done for the sake of the temple and for protecting that same person who may be, I don't know extremely offensive extremely critical or extremely thief (laughs) or some of the other things (laughs) these things happen as well you start to realize oh, as Prabhupada said too much devotion symptom of of a thief this happens (laughs) different type of things are there. So, and, uh, but yeah, difficult moments have come, difficulties have come, 
and as I said the other day, at least in personally, what I always have found the most like useful tool for trying to deal with whatever situation was there is speak. No, it sounds so easy, but nowadays we are in in, 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 in an era where the dynamics are not so much inspiring towards the direction of let's take time, sit down, and let's know each other. It's just like... <laughs> let's say. So, communication is fundamental because communication means... It's a big challenge because, for example, I do not agree with other person. And if I have to speak with the person, I mean, I have to be able... To even if I disagree or I think I'm right, I shouldn't be sure I'm right, so I have to expose myself to the chance of being wrong, and that implies hearing the other person, but hearing the other person, not just, okay, it's your turn, speak, and you're just waiting, shut up and I will give you the real thing. No? This is what Srila Jiva Goswami means, that's an argument in Rajaguna. Tamaguna means you cannot even speak. The other wants to speak, and you start to speak over. And that, it's just like barking. No, no, no real. Rajaguna means, okay, you speak. <laughs> but you are just watch, watching the clock, like, no? okay, ready, finish? No? Okay. Continue, okay. But you are not listening. You are just waiting for your turn to expose the so-called truth. But real conversation starts in Sadhvaguna, which means you speak, and I hear. Here means I am concerned about what you have to say. I, I, I mean, I I value you as a person, so I trust that you have some valuable thing to say. And even if that's different to what I think, I open myself to the possibility of change, of recognizing my own mistakes. Or maybe the two of us are right. I mean, not necessarily it's black and white. No? We may defer, and the two of us is, has a like valid opinion but all that things will be like discovered when when we expose ourselves to the if you will sacrifice of <laughs> interaction and, and there in that moment you have to apply philosophy no? you have to sit and really be humble and not let your false ego appear not be like just projecting prejudice into what the other is saying do not take personal what the other is saying. That's a lot. That happens a lot in the psychology of community also. No? Someone is doing something, and you like took it like in a particular way towards you, and and maybe it was towards you, but not in the particular way you are realizing that. No. So there are some tools. I remember once we made a seminar with devotees with based on this system called nonviolent communication. Maybe you have heard about that. It's been tried here too. Before, like many years ago. But it didn't work? No. <laughs> <laughs> Still violent. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it was when this other was here, right? I was at my dream. I'm not saying that will be the, 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 the final solution, but, but one is open to whatever may help. No? So one point I was going to say in that system, it's interesting, and it's very simple. No? First, it gives four steps. I don't think I remember all of them. But the first of those, it sounds simple, but it's very interesting. Say, when you are about to, like, to face a situation, a person, whatever, just limit yourself to observe. Observe? Like to look, contemplate. But without reaching any conclusion, 
without, without projecting any judgment. He's like that. That's his intention. This is wrong. This try just to be to witness, and you will realize it's so difficult. <laughs> because immediately, once let's say Mara says something like that, no? conditioned soul means I don't remember literally, but basically we are at every single moment projecting our prejudice into the environment. What we think it's reality sometimes is our project prejudice projection basically. It's subtle, but we may be convinced of something as true, as revealed truth, as Siddhanta, as Gurudeva's will, <laughs> and that may be our prejudice projection. Maybe. So we should be able to put that idea, if you will, into the fire of, hmm? uh, into the fire of interaction, like no hearing, seeing others' perspective, to see what remains from my own perspective. Maybe that perspective was proper, no problem. But maybe I speak with someone, I realize, oh, my perspective was not the, the best. I can grow. That's the idea of exposing, of having a guru. Having a guru implies expose yourself to a wider uh, reality. And you realize, oh, my way of thinking about things, about myself, about the world was so narrow, and now that I'm nearby a a seer of truth, I realized, oh, I could be considering this. I'm starting to, as they say in English, to see the bigger picture. And the, the bigger picture is not only one. You think, oh, the bigger picture. Next day, oh, the picture gets bigger. <laughs> Go to study Bhagavad again. <laughs> oh, now, now, yes, now I got the bigger picture. <laughs> the picture remains expanding itself more and more. That's the idea of of community life also, not only having a good. So, so it's interesting this dynamics of, for example, in, in daily dynamic, in community dynamics, try to witness situations, trying to, to do, withdraw ourselves from the particular role or sense of identity we have, and we re- react in a certain way. Try to see from a third person, if you will, vision and become a little bit more sometimes objective. That's what Guru Master defines as detachment. Detachment means you take some distance from something and look how it see how that thing is being seen from some distance. You most probably will have a a more generous perspective of what's going on. That when you are just too much immersed in a particular angle of the whole situation. So, temple presence requires lots of that, that exercise <laughs> because it's very subtle. No? Because people trust you, consider you a senior devotee, maybe whatever, but you shouldn't trust yourself that much because the others may put you like on a pedestal, yes. and maybe they need that, and it's healthy for that, and it's understandable on one level. There are cases, of course, but you should also be like sincere with yourself, where I'm standing, we are, which are my limits, which are my necessities. And if some new devotee came, comes, and does something, and says something, I should also like, be willing to hear. It's not that I'm 15 years temple president, what can you teach me, you just came two weeks ago. It's not like this. Maybe you don't say it so rudely, but maybe you can develop a mechanism to just... You know, he can. I cannot learn from them, I cannot learn from them, but 
daily dynamics in community show you you can learn from everyone. <laughs> and great part of the learning is from those who maybe are yeah maybe doing things that are not the best. But that person, as one devotee once said, no, if you have to deal with someone very, I don't know, complicated or, or maybe it's not so complicated, but it's just in such a way that it's you feel it as your biggest challenge. Maybe not because the other one is so complicated, but you have your complications, and his complications are just fitting in a challenging way your complications. <laughs> So that kind of magnifies your experience with that person. Maybe for others, that that person is normal. But for you, it's like, not like too much. But it's because in part, you are too much, in one sense. No? <laughs> so, so it's interesting to, to understand those dynamics. And, and when something like that happens, and you feel really challenged by someone, because that happens in life, let's be realistic, Relationships. Some people are not so challenging, some others are challenging. But when you look, you see, maybe he or she is challenging mainly to me, but maybe for others, not so much. So, there must be something in me also, that is creating, if you will, the experience of challenge. And challenge is not the problem. Challenge is an opportunity for, for discovering your higher updated version of yourself. <laughs> Today, that's a very proper language. No? We have these cell phones and apps, and we have to update the app. If you don't update the app, cell phone is just garbage. It doesn't work anymore. So, we have to keep updating ourselves. I always say F5, but already that's not used now. In computer, this is like one F5. It was for update. Button. Oh, yeah, old school. I don't use cell phones. Sorry. So, uh-huh. update and daily updating to discover the higher version of yourself. So one thing is to feel better than others, and one thing is to try to discover the best version of yourself. They are two different things. And you should do the la- the latter. You should discover the best version of yourself. Two challenging situations, and only for that for you to upgrade your standard, to update your, yeah, your adhika. But you know, Taku said, today's perfection is tomorrow's imperfection. Ready for that dynamics? (laughs) That's how life works. It's not only Krishna consciousness. That's the dynamics of life. In Darwinian terms, the survival of the fittest. Adhikar has to do with that. Are fit to be fit. No? If you are not fit enough, no? the evolutionary dynamics will make you disappear, basically, if you will. No? So, I was saying that uh, if someone is especially challenging for you, first of all, you should feel according to our Siddhanta. We should try always to act, hopefully, in the context of blessed conclusions. If someone is really challenging for you, you should feel, oh, this person, <laughs> Krishna has sent me this person, especially so I may exercise my uh, my disposition, my giving of unconditional love. 
that person is really inviting me to be unconditional. <laughs> you follow? No? Because that person, at least I feel, does not deserve this, 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 this. But what, who says that that person has to deserve? No? I mean, we are in the school of unconditional love. So if I start like to, if I, I'm not open for being unconditional, I'm disqualifying myself from participating in that same school. So if some devotees, some person, we are speaking in the context of daily dynamics, especially challenging, <laughs> you should feel, oh, great chance to show my unconditional affection. Even though that person is this, 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 <laughs> above that considerations, I should be unconditionally affectionate. I may try my best, at least. You, you cannot give up until you try your best. That's my point, no? Because you may try your best with someone and you realize, okay, that's all I can tell now. And I won't fault the other person also. That's, that's only my lack of capacity. Not also like a neurosis for you. <laughs> but you should put the blame on the other also. No? So that happens. So that ha- that's a big lesson of humility. You're a temple president and not everyone will be inspired with you also. <laughs> And I shouldn't blame them. Why? You are not inspired with me. The, the 95% of the rest of the community is happy with me. You are the weird one. You are weird. All are inspired with me. <laughs> no, you have to open yourself to see well, why that person is not inspired by me. Maybe I have to change something. Maybe that person has to change something. Most probably the two of us have to change something. <laughs> Generally, when some conflict situation comes between the Buddhists, most probably... The two of them are right in some things, and the two of them are wrong in some things. <laughs> Again, it's not black and white. Who is the, the hero? Who is the villain? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, one should be, as we say, yes, strict with oneself. In which sense? If someone's not inspired with me, I will say, okay, I'm not inspiring enough for some people. So I will try to qualify myself in order to be more inspiring. Not from the ego. No? Everyone should be inspired with me. But as an act of mercy, because to inspire others is just a service to others, not a food for your pratista, junk food. No? I have to become very inspiring. No? Why? <laughs> for what? <laughs> for having an audience following you or for having unlimited chance of service? No? So... So yes, no, in, in, in community life, many things will happen. And most, many of them, as Samsung was saying, they are very similar to what happens in our other types of community life, in this world, in society, in family. And because again, we are not, Gurmara said once, no, the perfect community is Golok Brindavan. So do not expect in, in this sadhaka, lila community life, <laughs> that all of them will be sitas. No? Hopefully one of them or something like this, no? but if you are just, why every, everyone is, once one devotee asked that to his school, why there are always some problem here, problem there, one devotee did this, he say, he looked at him like, say, you are so childish. He said, we are not in Golokrinda. You are expecting a standard that is only in the spiritual world. So you will get frustrated very quickly. 
and generally that happens a lot in our own practice. We may be in the stage of, I don't know, an Arthanibriti and Vajanikriya. But we like idealize, like I should be feeling this thing, this thing, and this thing, that all those things correspond with asakti. <laughs> so you are practicing, I say, Krishna is not appearing, no? this emotion is not coming, something must be wrong, this is not working. And actually the point is that you are expecting a result that will come maybe in the next lifetime, or at least in some years. So you just go, go mad. So, and, and you sometimes can project that to others also. <laughs> Expect from others. No? You should be this, you should be that, you should be... And you are just projecting your own unrealistic uh, sense of what should be happening. No? So <laughs> and, and a lot of these things are, has more to do with human psychology, even not so much sometimes of being totally transcendental as a Gaudiya. Uh, Whatever. Sometimes we also need to take a, a rest, if you will, for, for all the high theological expectations that we may have. And also remember, there is a side of us that is still human. <laughs> and it's not wrong to be human. Krishna comes to perform his Narlila, which is the most enchanting part. Human-like, <laughs> of course, not human, but some human component is there, so there's a part of our humanity that should be really taken into consideration. So we should pay a close attention to the human necessities of each member of the community also. Not only just a chance and be happy, but <laughs> how are you feeling? And that happens. No? Many devotees sometimes write to me, sometimes funny because devotees who I do not know personally, never. Of course, that's difficult because how you will advise someone that you don't know, you have never met personally, asking Maharaj, here I'm feeling lonely in this situation, and I say, I don't know you. No, I, mean, I, I mean, of course, I try to help that person. I'm not say, I don't say I don't know you, <laughs> but I try to make them realize also it's important that, well, at least make yourself known, and as much as I know you, I can try to help you on certain things, at least. So sometimes we need this local uh, guidance. As I said the other day, Guru Maharaj may come here twice a year, stay for us, with us, sorry, for a month or so, and gradually he starts to know us. But again, his relationships are built with time. You know? And you cannot expect that if Guru Maharaj doesn't say me everything, Nobody can say me anything. No. <laughs> no, you follow? Guru Maharaj is the only one who will see what I have to change. And if someone else says something and Guru Maharaj didn't say that, you are Maya. Guru Maharaj never said that. No. <laughs> it's not like this. <laughs> and you kind of think, oh, but if Guru Maharaj didn't say it, so he's in Maya because he didn't see that? No. I mean, understand that that's not, that, that, again, that's a concept of expectation. So then we have expectations that do not match the reality, basically. Sometimes. Or many times. That's big, big cause of our daily headaches. Try to, try to think about this. No? Expectations and reality. One thing is reality, your present reality, and what should be your future reality. Another thing are the expectations that may like appear in the middle 
and be totally unrealistic with your present and even with your future. So, yeah, for me being a temple president taught me lots of lessons. And that, of all the things I'm saying now, because you may be practicing a certain level, in certain mode, having certain necessities, and naturally you, you share that with others. It comes through you because that's what you are vibrating in. But sometimes you realize, oh, certain person, people is not ready for that. Or that's too high or that's too low, whatever. <laughs> and I should accommodate myself to really, I mean, forget about myself and really be empathic with the other person. And that's not easy at all. <laughs> Self-forgetfulness. Then at that moment you start to realize, oh, I mean, for really entering to the other heart and make that other person, I concern, I'm concerned with you, I have to really put myself, my ego, myself, I mean, yeah, what do you need, what do you want? <laughs> I really make the other person feel that. It's not just like technical strategy. Well, you have to do this, and if you do this, this will work. You have to be convinced of that. You have to be really feeling the necessity of doing that. And that will reach the other person's heart. So, yeah, this community life should be a moving experience. When, we, when you share all the beautiful things, and all the other things as well, that eventually will turn out beautiful as well. Because as I said the other day, even if there are problems, there are differences, from the bigger picture, that's not the main thing. Because we are here after an ideal, sincerely pursuing a certain particular ideal that is so uh, beyond everything else. And if you are sincerely pursuing that, all the other things have to be limited to the category of details, really. So do not, we shouldn't allow our mind to make them principles. But they are details, <laughs> they are not the main thing in the picture. So, so yes, yes it, it's. I mean, I can say many things, but main thing is to live the experience and have the insight. Because I can say yes, that has taught me to to get out of the comfort zone over and over again. <laughs> Teachings that has shown me I'm not the controller. I have shown me that words are very delicate. You can say something and create chaos. Fortunately, I haven't gone through a really, I don't know, big tragedy at some point where, I don't know, I wanted to kill someone or someone wants to kill me in the temple or whatever. Do not imagine anything extremely nuts. But it's happened. It's happened. It can happen. But if not happened, I mean, the normal daily dynamics, some tests are there. And it's part of life and it's nice to accept that. Um, and of course, this is temple presence doesn't only have to do with relationships. You know, so many like fields are there of action. Maybe we cannot go now in detail with that, but because so many fields are necessary also for taking care of the devotees. It's not only we speak when you need this night. Yeah, but nice sadhana should be there. Some financial balance should be there. Some whatever. Psycho, physic, psycho, emotional comfort should be there in a healthy way, for according to each one's necessities. So, 
and each case is different from the other, so you cannot just go to everyone like a group always, because that's mayabad in one point, not to be impersonal. I'm <coughs> approaching you as a whole, but I never like approach you as a unique individual. That's a form of impersonalism. So temple president has to represent personalism. That's our Siddhanta. So personalism is not only Krishna Suvahavan, so yeah. <laughs> I'm really concerned with you as a person, with all that it implies. How are you now a person? Which person you want to become? How I want to be and how we can deal with that together in order to reach us as much as possible, as close as possible. To take care of, 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 of relationships, that's a very nice thing. To conceive relationships as, as something that requires time, requires energy, but that's a very powerful investment because you start to to obtain again, like friends and, and, and company for the rest of your life. No? That's what I feel in my personal case with those devotees that have been able to go through so many particular instances. Many, many, many. Just like, let's imagine just the idea of beginning a mission from zero. Oh, there are so many implications there. <laughs> Not like negative, but challenging things. Just start from zero. And, and before that, of course, no, that was after after these first 15 years of temple practice, actually. I finished my 15 year period. Okay, now now let's start a mission from zero. Okay. <laughs> Challenge never stops. No? So, so that's how Krishna works. That's his dynamic. So if we don't understand this, we will never be able to enter into the spiritual world. There is a level of intensity there. And a level of surrender is required there. So if we don't want to surrender, we, we chose the wrong path because <laughs> I tell you just for you to know, no? there are other paths that may not like just speak about surrender, but surrender is necessary. Again, in a healthy way, but healthy way doesn't mean to be mediocre. No? Because one can say also the process is gradual, Maharaj, pade pade, step by step, yeah. But it's as gradual as you make, as you want to be to be gradual. Because I can make it too gradual also. <laughs> it's gradual, it's gradual, it's gradual. Actually, you are not doing nothing, you're just saying it's gradual, it's gradual. So longing should be there also. I mean, as we always say, patience and hankering. Like the mother being pregnant. She's anxious. Some longing is there. I want to, to embrace my baby. But nine months are there to wait. I mean, so she has to be patient. If she fails to be patient at the fourth month, she can like, oh my dear child, that won't work. So, longing is there and patient is there and you have to learn how to combine the two properly. So, all these things have to be properly mixed in our daily Saranagati smoothie. <laughs> and drink this moti not only no she has to drink <laughs> so yeah that's some ideas regarding being a temple president uh, yeah externally I'm not so much an, yeah we have to build the temple and develop and this it's, that's there it's the same I mean so many details 
but main thing is relationships. Basically, that's the main offering of the community. You know? I mean, if your if guru comes and you have the yeah, temple is painted and finance are perfect and cow are, cows are still alive and deity yeah. is there and look how nice decoration, but relationships are not there. So, what's the meaning of all the rest? It may it may become an evasive, no? like methodology. No? So it's important to. Again, not in a neurotic way, I understand. We have to relate. We have to learn how to relate. Because this is a, a like prepara- preparatory preparatory stage for entering into the ultimate real relationships in the spiritual world. It's all about relationships. There. Everything there is linked. Everything there is conscious. Everything is conscious means you have to know how to relate with everything. Bring down the land is conscious, you know, the, the glass is conscious. So, I mean, if, if there is a conscious being, it means relationship, conscious awareness of the. So, if you are in a place where everything is feeling, everything is reciprocating, you are not ready for that. I mean, you will never get there, basically, that's the point. So, we are gradually starting to realize how to properly relate to one, to two, to three, gradually expanding the the picture to realize everything is there to be that's Sambanda basically Sambanda Banda means linked and some everything or complete Sambanda means the knowledge that teaches you how everything is has some connection with Krishna has with its source so we should start there no? everything is connected with its source there is a source so when I facing one problem, one challenge, one situation, one person, I have to remember, there is some source. Not that I keep putting blame on Krishna, but I have to, to invoke the bigger picture. Maybe before speaking with someone or trying to decide something, I may go introspective, pray deeply, and for a bigger picture to appear before I just go on trying to impose my smaller picture into the bigger picture. That would be a crime. There is a bigger picture, so we should conform to the bigger picture ideally. Presence is a very nice exercise for the ego. <laughs> I can assure, assure you. Again, or, or you become mad thinking yourself, I don't know what, or you really start to work with your false ego and really become what you should become. There is not too much middle point there, <laughs> but eventually it's a nice, yeah, very nice experience because you realize it's basically based on affection, confidence, trust, all these values that you we read in the scripture. You realize, oh, now they are playing themselves out in all these dynamics. So that's how you get spiritual life to to become be alive you know, because. It's easy that we may remain in our bhajan kutir and chanting japa with one incense and some tambura, background tambura there. Oh, so blissful I am. <laughs> There's no one to offer respect there. No. <laughs> oh, your nice candle, morning candle, I offer my pranam to you. Oh, I'm even offering pranam to an ansen- sentient being, so 
Now open the door, go out, and start to relate with the world and apply a third verse of Sikshasuka. That's where the real thing comes. So we should be yeah, realistic, practical also in, the, in that sense. These four verses of Sikshasuka, this unit, Krishna Kavadakusana says, this verse, only if you chant Harinam by invoking the spirit of this verse, you will attain Prem. Attaining Prem is? Entering Golok with all the relationship I was speaking. Invoking this verse in my chanting, what does it mean? Again, not only I'm in my room, I'm more fallen than the blade of grass, I'm more tolerant than the tree. You are not tolerating anything. You're just sitting, chanting Japa. That's so comfortable. In one point. Of course, you have to tolerate sometimes things, but the point is, you get up from your badge, and if you will, you open the door, and you face the world, the community, whatever... There starts the real. There Mahaprabhu will see especially. Let's see how you apply third. Trinal, Sunichi, Sagishnun, Amanin, Manadin. So the point is, as much as you are successful in those relationships, as much you will be able to, again, enter into Golok. Develop Prem means entering there and be successful in those relationships. So there's no, no way out, fortunately that type of instruction. Yes, I've seen also some many devotees that like to speak about so many other things that they can speak, but they can speak about higher topics if they are really going through this verse thoroughly, comprehensively. If not, you can be the most topmost Rasik Bhagavad Sapta speaker or whatever, but I want to see you speaking about Trinada Pisunichena and walking the talk, basically. So that means to be really mature and if not as we spoke the other day with Guru Maharaj the devotee wrote one letter of 20 pages uh, like criticizing our parampara not genuine I'm joining the real one which thing like do you have uh, uh, which car of your blah, 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 blah. And, and, and you with all respect, no, but you did never felt one single atom of this third, third bird of Sikshaksta come there. No? His, his argument of his point was just criticizing what the others were doing. So that's apparatus. You don't feel there, I'm respecting everyone, I don't feel respect to me. So this verse is delicate because it has to be applied in connection to Vaishnav. And if, if we fail to apply this verse, also there's risk, risk for apparatus. If we fail to apply the four regulative principles, there is risk of papa, of sin. If we fail to apply sunichinasa there is risk of aparat. Because if, if I'm not properly humble, tolerant, and respectful with Vaishnavs, I may do the opposite, and you know, what's, what's that called? How that's called? So that's a very like golden rule of Mahaprabhu movement. Um, as a temple president, you have to t- <laughs> to tattoo that in your in your eyes, basically, no? if you will, in your heart. No? At least the, the the longing for entering into that spirit gradually, because that's not so cheap as well. But some circumstances will take you in that direction. <laughs> so when some circumstances really like something happens, and you feel, oh, this is hitting on me so hard, you should ask why. Why I feel that so hard? Maybe because I have particular resistance, means resistance, to done to something, and I need that to enter. But I so it's nice that we 
in Jungian terms, no, embrace our shadow. No? We open ourselves to see that, or he will say, the dragons inside of us. No? <laughs> Not trying like just like to get out of me, dragon. I want to. I don't want to see you. But first, you are there. I recognize you. He gave this story. You no, know, one lady in her house, and dragons with fire came, and she was saying, "Get out of here!" Get out. And as much as she was like, like cursing the dragons, dragons became bigger, biggest fire. <laughs> when I when, and when she said, "Okay, I accept you are there," all the dragons disappear. <laughs> you know, so that's similar with some situation it burns to us like fire dragon or whatever maybe it's because because we are resisting to to accept something inside of me allowing that to happen that sensation so okay that's there I will accept that it's part of my acquired nature I'm not that but there must be there may there may be some misconception it needs to be worked on immediately I view really sincerely do that gradually you feel this dragon disappear this relief and that happens when you do that with others no? when, because you can do that exercise yourself very nice when you have the chance of doing that with others and you hear the others and you hear oh you, someone is seeing I think that's not so nice and you really open yourself to hear and say oh you are right sorry excuse me, whatever. Naturally, not like from, okay, yeah, remorse, okay, yeah, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and you continue doing the same, no? But you really try to understand the other's perspective. At the end of that conversation, the two parties became enriched, became closer to Krishna, basically. And their relationship became much more like Vaishnava, basically. Once one devotee said that we should graduate Graduate. graduate. We should graduate to be able to talk from Vaishnav to Vaishnav. That's our PhD. <laughs> because sometimes Vaishnav may be there, but we may not go as a Vaishnav <laughs> or vice versa. So the, the challenge is both parties are really speaking one another as Vaishnav. When we read Titanic Charitamrita, the lives of great sadhus, and you see how they were like relate. That's so charming. So, but we are invited to that. It's not just, oh, how nice. And they will say, yes, how nice, come here. <laughs> come here, but for that, maybe something's happening. So that's the point. No? That's, but it's, it's nice that some that the Buddhists also are open to that responsibility, that service. So if someone is taking up that commitment of being a temple president, that's a very big responsibility but if you do that properly that's big big blessing as well but big implications I try to unpack some of them here now but if you really understand their beautiful implications if you are really willing to to do the job at hand I mean, you also have to have trust Krishna will provide the necessary strength clarity mercy insights and he never fails in that regard. <laughs> we should have faith in that. <laughs> because sometimes we forget that and we think, I am, temple, I, ha- I am alone with the situation, with the world, with the community. And, and then remember that Krishna is God and he's, He exists, basically. 
Because sometimes we live our daily life as if Krishna is not there. So we are atheists at some moments during our day time. And some situation comes and we just want to control whatever and we forget there is someone else that we could take shelter in and receive proper perspective. Also. Yeah, many teachings are there, many blessings are there. And that's a very noble task, no? In this Kali Yuga, trying to uh, sustain a community, an ashram. That's glorious. No? Again, not in the spirit of let's expand, expand at the cost of one's own budget, but trying to do the task at hand as part of one's own budget in such a way. No? So once, you know these famous quotes, one devotee asked, well, two quotes related to Srila Prabhupada, no? Uh, no, one, one, mainly one. One devotee say, Prabhupada, there is Maya in the temple. No? There is Maya. I saw this, this is happening. This happening. Not like complaining, just. This is classical. No? <laughs> this happened. They are not doing things. I probably say, instead of of, surpri- of being surprised that there is Maya in the temple, you should be surprised that there are temples in the kingdom of Maya. That should really surprise you. Like saying you should appreciate that opportunity, even with my included there, if you will. (laughs) Because the idea, again, we are just trying to get out of Maya, doesn't mean there's no Maya Shakti still here and there. But, so, we should also, again, be always see the bigger positive picture. Even if some unbecoming things may happen, have the bigger picture in mind in order to derive inspiration and enthusiasm to let's see what how what can we do to solve that. And sometimes some things are out of our control and cannot be solved as we thought they should be solved. Another exercise for humility and realize I'm not in control. <laughs> no, I wanted to help that devotee but he didn't okay. okay. You try your best, it's okay, stop there. I mean do not try more if, you, if the situation is out of your hands. Be humble and recognize. Okay? It, it doesn't have to be what I think it should be happening. So that's, that's also very important <laughs> exercise. <laughs> Who wants to be temple president? <laughs> I failed with the talk. I was not enough. <laughs> it was my fault. Not inspiring enough. Again, of course, when I'm saying that, I'm not trying just to make an epidemic uh, reaction of now everyone. But yes, someone should be there, maybe officially or whatever, but it's a, a matter of nature. No? If you have the nature, naturally one will start to work on certain things in certain way and each one in the community may be in their own place and gradually each one making their unique beautiful complementary contribution to the to the cause <clears throat> okay some ideas some other questions we have some few minutes some brief answer Uh-huh. 
sense said that the, the ages of Krishna, the different mm-hmm. like the Boganda, mm-hmm. Kumar Boganda, Kishwadipanas, for, for the different, like for example, like mm-hmm. one. for each rasa. Have you heard if if uh, the ages of a Prada are, are also Udipanas for her? Like, like if it's mentioned, like that. For her? For, for her servants. Ah, okay, okay. Well, Okay. Well, mainly I, first I will briefly make clear the terms. Do you know what's a dipana? Yeah. Stimulants, you say, no? Stimulants. Yeah. So do you have this? I don't want to make it too technical, but dipana is one component of one of the five subcomponent of one of the five components for the experience of rasa. Sila Rupa Goswami made that very clear. In order to be rasa, there has to be stai bhav, vibhav, anubhav, sattvika bhav, vyabhichari bhav, sanchari bhav, same name. And inside vibhav, we have two subcomponents called udipana, vibhav, and alambana. And inside alambana, we have visaya alambana, sraya alambana, so on. In India, they love this categorizing and subcategorizing. It's interesting how they <laughs> compartmentalize reality, <laughs> not limiting it, but really going to the point. So, udipana refers to how the particular. I mean, all this vibhava is like udipana means stimulant. No? So it has to do with. A particular relationship with Krishna, Staibab means like permanent emotion. So you, one may have a per- permanent emotion with Krishna, Madhurya Rati, for example. So a, a particular emotion will uh, be, let's say, mainly fueled by specific stimulants, depending, of course, which is the relationship. For Yashoda, no? stimulants will be, as, as Shamananda was saying, particular type of age of Krishna, Kumar. Krishna is a baby, Krishna is an infant, you say. So that type of presentation, if you will, it's corresponding with Jashoda's bhav. So even if Krishna is, as we say always, if, if the child is 120 years, as Krishna was, <laughs> when Jashoda met him in Kurukshetra, no, she just... Milk start to flow from her breast, and she embraced Krishna, took him on her lap. No. I don't know how many years was she thought already, but <laughs> but they were. She saw with oh my baby. No. He was the prince of Dwarka more than one hundred years, but in her eyes it was just like Premanjana Turi. She, she has Prema eyes, no, of course, eyes of love, particular type of love. So that's Anadipana. Not only the age, of course, there are some specific elements. Well, I won't go into detail. Rupa Goswami makes this detailed description in Bhaktira Sambhita which are the specific Udipan for the specific Rasa. So, the question comes regarding and it's in this case Srimati Vadarani, which as Guru Maharaj was uh, explaining, strictly speaking in terms of Rasa, she's not the Vishaya Lambana. She's not the object that sustains the relationship for the Ashraya Lambana, 
Of course, she's the Visaya Lambana from Krishna. Krishna is the Visaya Lambana from everyone else. But this particular type of projection is there, especially like a contribution of Srila Rupa Goswami called um, Bhavulas Rati. Also called Manjari Bhav, also called Radhalashan. No, which means, generally, Krishna is the Vishaya Lambana, the object of rasa, the object of love. But in this particular case, Radha and Krishna are the object of love for the Manjaris. Because we may say, okay, we want to have uh, Stai Bhav for Krishna and some Santari Bhav for Radha, momentarily Bhav. Santari Bhav means some transitory emotion. But what we see in the case of the Manjaris, they have no transitory emotion for Radha. They have transitory emotion for Krishna, maybe. <laughs> no? <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, a part, it's a category of its own. No? So that's why Srila Rupa Goswami mentioned, okay, yeah, it's Madhurya Rasa, that's one of the five Rasas in connection to Krishna's Vishaya Lambana, but it's not only Krishna, it's Krishna with Radha, and in that Krishna with Radha they find different levels of like disposition, and there are some gopis, different levels, no? Radha's Nehadika, Krishna's Nehadika, Sama's Nehadika, some inclined neutrally to both, more to Krishna, more to Radha, and if they're just inclined to Krishna, it's just only because, as Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta would say, because he's the favorite of Radha. <laughs> and their only idea is, let's get the two of them together. Mainly because our Swamini, our Lord, feminine, feminine of Lord, <laughs> lady. <laughs> Like mistress. Mistress. Sometimes in a very different yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's basic. Before, so the question is regarding to those servants who serve in this disposition, in this mode of babolas rati. So is Radha's age uh, udipuna for for them? That's basically the question. Well, f- before going to the Manjaris, for sure, Radha's age is an Anudipuna for Krishna. That's described in the scriptures. How, sorry, how both Radha and Krishna, in this case speaking in the unfolding of the Prakat Lila, Bhoma Lila. I mean, they officially, before, after Purbarag, of course, they met together eventually, they recognized their love, whatever. But before, when they were even in the, in the Kumar age, where they were like little child, and in, in the unfolding of the lily, still the romantic emotion were not was not like coming to the surface. But they knew each other. It's not that they didn't know. So they exchanged different types of lilas, like gopis, Radha, Krishna. But on on a, on a let's say emotional context corresponding to the age, no. So it's just when we go enter into the, uh, the the last part of the Pokanda age and, 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 and Nava, Nava Kishore is means so Nava Jovanam. Nava also means like first part of the last age of this adolescent teenager age is that these romantic feelings start to arise. No? Bhagavatam describes that very nicely when it speaks about the, the Nukasur Lila and gradually 
turning from the Sakya Rasa section, if you will, towards Madhurya Rasa section. No? Kaliya Lila, no? Krishna dancing above Kaliya, showing a trailer to the gopis of Rasa Lila. No? Look how nice dancer I am. No? <laughs> and <coughs> Benu Gita in the midst, Krishna playing the flute, and the gopis starting like to no? realize, oh, these feelings are coming for him. Govardhan Lila after. Well, Krishna is like turning more and more their longing. No? He's re- like um, holding Govardhan like for a week, giving full darshan without blinking, let's say for everyone. All the gopis are just like drinking Krishna's beauty. And at that point, the gopis can look at Krishna without calculation, without unreserve, unres- without reserve. Because nobody is looking at them, because all are looking at Krishna. No? <laughs> so, so, well, so they can like just. <laughs> Nobody will say, "What are you doing?" I mean, he's not your husband. <laughs> you are already married at that time. Because everyone is just like, it is safe. So Chakravarti say, "I don't want to lose myself in Govardhan Lila. It's nice, lose and lost and found, but seven days without eating, seven days without drinking." One said that it's Satan, but that was the drinking, that was the eating. They were totally like parted with Sukadev seven days, just like nurturing from the mutual darshan. So the point is that as much as the ages go develop, Kumar, Poganda, Kishora, and each one of those ages has their their different periods, if you will, like beginning, intermediate, and last, ultimate, whatever. Yes, that becomes a particular Udipana for the particular type of love expression at that moment. <coughs> so yes, it, this, this same idea can also be applied to to Radha's uh, Sakis, Gopis. Of course, in the unfolding of the earthly Lilila, it's not that all the Sakis and Gopis are there with Radha from the very beginning. You know, in the dynamics of the timeline on Earth. It's, it's, it's in Gopal Shampoo, for example, Jiva Goswami described the moment where uh, Radharani realizes that, uh, Radharani and many other gopis actually, <laughs> realize that they, were, they are not going to be married with Krishna. <laughs> because that was the, the feeling of the, all the gopis, in, like unanimous, unanimous? The, all of them were feeling, I mean, there's no one apart from Krishna that would like to get married with. And it is said that all the fathers of all the gopis were feeling Krishna is the only one who could marry our, our daughters. And Jasoda and Nanda Maharaj were feeling Krishna should marry all the gopis in Vrindavan. It was like this, but especially Radha they were feeling. No? But all, I mean, it was some natural. But eventually Gargamuni appears, Yuga Goswami mentions, and creates some change for the dynamics of the Lila and tells to the fathers of the parents of the gopis your daughter should be married to someone else quote unquote someone else <laughs> so eventually the parents are thinking how to say this to them but eventually they have to say and when they get to know this rather than all of them become just like what? we will marry with someone else apart from Krishna? this, is, this doesn't I mean our life has no sense anymore. So they just decide, we'll, I will go, she says, to Jamuna and jump and leave my body. 
So she goes there and eventually she finds all the other gopis of Vrindavan at the same spot with the same idea in mind, but they didn't know between each other. They were not, they were not WhatsApping themselves. Let's find here spot and kill ourselves at the same moment. So, the point is when they want to jump, they, they join hands uh, and they pronounce like a ball, let's uh, Nanda and Jasoda become our father and mother-in-law and Krishna become our husband. So Radha was leading the procession. One, two, and about to jump. <laughs> and there, you know, just like a voice appears, personified Jamuna and stops them and starts like to support them. Eventually, Purnamasi appears in, on the scene and starts to give support and explain how everything will happen, that they will never be touched by their so-called husbands and and uh, like this, no? And eventually what happens is, at that point on the development of the earthly lila, Lalita, Bishak, and other sakis are given to Radha as, their, as her maid servants. No? So the point is, it's not that they were with her from the very beginning always, no? They had different villages where, again, in that folding of the earthly lila, no? we, we go to a lot of separate criteria there. <coughs> But yes, even though in that point some developing of the age is there, um, and that's Anodipana for sure. But I, uh, I mean, I haven't read like a very detailed explanation like Rupa Goswami gives in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of how, according to the age uh, of Radha, that will be in particular Dipana for this goal. But, but that's just that's like natural implication. <coughs> okay. No, thank you. Shri Gurudev ki jai, Man Mahaprabhu ki jai, Hari Nam Sankirtan ki jai, Shri Rauji Gopal ki jai, Gaur Bhakt Vrind ki jai, Gaur Pravan Hari.